Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner. Today, my guest is Moira Lobianco. We're going to be talking about sound healing. Moira Lobianco facilitates deep listening experiences grounded in sound, helping the body and the mind to auto-regulate and restore balance. If you want to learn more about Moira's work, check out her website in the show notes. We have a deep dive in the world of sound healing. I learned about Moira's work at a recent Bioregulatory Medicine Institute conference. I experienced her work personally and was so moved to share this information with each of you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. So welcome, Moira. It's really an honor to have you. Hello, Dr. Christine. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, well, you know, as I mentioned in the brief intro, I met you um, in Arizona at the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute Conference. And my journey over the years has led me to really integrate all these different aspects of pain. And I, especially the last two, maybe three years, have really started to study sound healing and try to integrate that in my practice because I think that just has such a beautiful place, especially in the realm of the treatments that I create for patients who are especially uh, struggling with chronic illness. And I was just so inspired by your expertise, uh, the knowledge you shared, and I got to experience uh, your work as well. So we'll cover all of it today. I just want to introduce you to my community. So can you just share a little bit about your background and how you became such a wonderful expert and healer in the realm of sound healing? Well, first of all, thank you for the expert. I don't consider myself (laughs) an expert. I consider myself a student of sound. But, you know, I'm a professional musician, so I've been immersed in sound all my life. I got my classical training, several degrees in music, and uh, enjoying a very beautiful music career, I must say. In conjunction with that, I'm also a very passionate uh, yoga practitioner. I've been involved in meditation, devotional prayer, and uh, contemplation practices since very since I was very young. So uh, for me, sound therapy or sound healing, it's just uh, merging who I am with what I do. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you've been on your journey. And, you know, this term gets thrown around, you know, a lot now. So sound healing, you know, different ways that we can use music to Mm -hmm. incorporate into healing protocols. And I guess I I would just love to hear from you, like, when we talk about sound healing, what do do we mean? Like, what is your view of Mm -hmm. Yeah, interacts with the physical and the energetic body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first of all, we want to understand the difference between sound and music. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about music, we generally refer to a composition that has a specific structure and that has all the music components, harmony, melody, rhythm. When we talk about sound, uh, when applied to uh, sound therapy and, and the energetic application of sound, we focus more on vibration, meaning the actual frequency of the sound. The kind of instrumentation is also very specific. I personally use uh, instruments that are very rich in overtones, and so that also helps with the spectrum of uh, the overtones, meaning that the vibration is very rich. So when we understand that sound is paired to vibration and to frequency, then we understand sound can have a huge impact on us, both on the mind and the body, because we are vibration. Yeah, you know, there's that quote, right? If you want to understand the universe, you have to think of energy, frequency, and vibration. And so sound really, you know, covers this. And when we think of the electromagnetic spectrum, we're often in Mm -hmm. light, you know, in different wavelengths of color and light and, you know, kind of where does sound fit in all of this? And I think sound is, you know, vibration is everywhere, right? We cannot Mm -hmm. 
disconnected with this nature of who we are. And so sound to me feels very foundational and very universal. And so, you know, there's so many ways we can go, you know, down the rabbit hole here. And maybe again, I don't want to overassume our audience understands, you know, still vibration and frequency. So when you're talking about overtones and Mm -hmm. sound. Yeah. So first of all, yes, maybe you can just give an example. If I sing a note, do even though we perceive it as a single note, this is actually a compound. It's a collection of uh, many sounds, we call it this way, that are called harmonics. So uh, that is a series that composes each sound, each note, if we want to talk in terms of musical terms, that we perceive through our ear. Uh, so when we talk about instruments that are rich in overtones, for instance, Himalayan singing bowls or tuning forks or the gong, we are talking about uh, an instrument that has such a spectrum of sound that obviously the impact both on, uh, you know, as a brain entrainment and physical entrainment is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thank you for explaining that. And, you know, we met at, you know, the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute and I love what they're doing and I really, you know, when I think about what I'm doing with patients, it's this combination of naturopathic medicine and maybe some functional medicine and really bioregulatory medicine. And I, I love that framework to explain to patients that really my job is to help facilitate your body's ability to self-regulate and heal and really kind of remove the, these blocks. And, you know, I feel that sound has a really powerful opportunity to allow the body to self-regulate and heal. And yeah, so let's maybe we can, we can talk about why, right? Yeah. So um, my interest is both in the activation of the parasympathetic response, uh, but also the energetic application of sound. And that has to do with uh, brain entrainment and physical entrainment. Mm-hmm. So whenever we listen to a piece of music, let's not even talk about sound therapy, a calm song, you know, a calm instrumental song or maybe the sound of nature. That nature immediately is giving to our brain an information that is calm, is steady, is grounding. So the same thing happens with sound, especially if we use this very long sustained sound. Uh, that is already a great way to calm the nervous system and activate the parasympathetic response. Mm-hmm. Even more so when you start working on the body. So we know that, you know, in yoga, in Ayurveda, we call it chakras. So we have this energetic um, center that actually also um, are n- nerves, bundles, and, and practices. So there is that conjunction. So it's both. And so if you work with sound in conjunction with the chakras as well as the meridians, then you understand that we facilitate that process as well. Mm -hmm. The energetic application of sound, in my opinion, is a little more working process, at least for me, because we need to do more research on biofield in general. Mm -hmm. And so once that is established in a sense, and how sound can contribute to that, we can create some protocols so that we can hopefully really introduce sound in clinical settings. That's my hope. Um, yeah, no, it's going to happen. And no, I, I love I love that bridge. You know, that's a lot of where my interest lies, right? So the autonomic nervous system and, you know, getting into that 
especially many of our patients need to engage more of this parasympathetic state for healing and, and digestion and processing. And so, so. Yeah, if we want to talk yeah. about brain waves, yes. you know, uh, my goal is just to disengage clients or you will call them patients from the beta state. Mm-hmm. So we want to uh, go inward and uh, slowly engage the alpha, theta, alpha, theta border that we know it's very beneficial for autoregulation. And so that is already halfway through. Then the journey is completed by them. Mm-hmm. That's why I am also very cautious about the term healing, because mm-hmm. I think that the healer and the healy are the same person, which mm-hmm. is the patient, is the client. I am nothing. You know, I'm just facilitating an experience. And it's just between sound and the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love that perspective and I try to embrace that myself too. You know, I'm sure I'm a doctor, but really it's a you know, facilitator. I think it's a really wonderful world, word, you know, just how do we, you know, between, I, I have this vision of like when we're working with people, it's like their field and our, my field are interacting to create, you know, coherence in each of us, mm-hmm. right? And facilitate this in the process that, you know, we're bringing their, their body into a state of balance, but just giving them tools to do the work themselves, right? And that's where, you know, removing obstacles, but also giving them healing tools, like yeah. vibration. So I, I, mm-hmm. I agree with that perspective for sure. That's been my experience. And also, if we want to talk about vibration, I think we want to expand a little bit further, because obviously sound is the most vibrational tool, right, <laughs> that we can refer to. But once we understand that we produce vibration, we vibrate constantly, even if it's not an audible vibration, then maybe we want to encourage uh, clients and, in your case, patients to uh, make sure they are constantly vibrating in a way that is beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like our mind it's a very powerful vibrational tool, in my opinion. So, uh, just the way we produce thoughts and we produce feelings and then those get transformed into words and actions, that is a way also to vibrate in the world. And we have a choice. I'm going to create consonants. This is a musical term that means, you know, very beautiful uh, sound that is uh, peaceful, it's grounding, it's very restful type of vibration. Or I'm going to produce dissonance, which is contrast, it's a conflict, it's something like that. It's our choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important, in my opinion, to say that because I don't want to give the wrong idea that with 45 one hour and a half of sound session, your life is going to change. Yeah. That is part of a journey that, in my opinion, needs to be in conjunction with a doctor like yourself. And together, we can create a program that is actually supporting um, the overall health and wellness mm-hmm. of a patient. That. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And then, Moira, you know, you, that's beautiful. I agree that there are these, like, life is very complex and then there's simplicity, right? You know, there's elegance and, like, this just, you know, consonance, coherence, dissonance, you know, these, like, ends of the spectrum and kind of what, you know, will facilitate more, um, health, happiness, joy, you know, all, all of the things, um, that we aspire at human experience. And, you know, one of the things that I'm a, a student of very much and, you know, I'm just curious if you have any insights. So, there's kind of that global idea of, okay, getting into these healing brain states, getting into the parasympathetic state, 
we got to study more and more about the biofield, but there's this idea when you study bioenergetics that, that even like every organ and every system has like a resonant frequency, like has a kind of like an optimal kind of vibration, if that is like the, you know, a, a liver cell or a heart or a brain. And so there is this idea of when people are out of balance per se, that we can introduce these you know, more resonant. You know, I believe in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just curious because th- this is something I'm always noodling on and like how to, how to like take that information and how to, you know, apply yeah. it. So just any insight there. I'd love, love to Yeah, learn. well, I can just give my personal opinion. I strongly believe in that. If you remember the type of work we did during your session, what it was doing to actually work the biofield, right? Obviously, I don't talk about uh, frequencies in organs or whatever. Again, I want to specify I'm not a doctor. So I cannot uh, say uh, anything that does not belong to my field. But what I can say is through the work that I do, um, uh, absolutely, uh, I can detect. If you remember, when I was working in the biofield, I was detecting something that will not uh, sound right to me. And then I would just stay there until um, we, the ball and you and the biofield and me and, and the room, you know, <laughs> we all vibrate well. And then I would move forward. This is important also to understand, like sound interacts with so many different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is purely acoustic. Now we're not even talking about sound therapy, sound healing, none of that. So even the interaction of sound uh, with your body, with my presence, with the room, you know, it's very important. That is why, in my opinion, working with acoustic sound is very, very important because the sound has a body mm-hmm. and because of that is not just perceived through the cochlea but is actually also absorbed on a cellular level mm-hmm. so that is an important um, factor I would say of my approach um, and that is why I only work with clients uh, individually because mm-hmm. you need something that I don't need and mm-hmm. somebody else does not need and I only work with acoustic sound. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for clarifying that. And I, you know, I had such a wonderful experience when we were working together. I, um, I've had different types of treatments and I've been in that room with, you know, um, a sound bath, if you will. And I've done all sorts of different things. And, um, this was just a really beautiful, um, experience for me. And what that looked like I was just laying in a room, um, at a conference, which I'm so glad we were able to do this. And then you had different, Bowls. Mm-hmm. You had different tuning forks. Anything? Mm-hmm. And then, did you have a gong? Did you have anything? No, else? I couldn't no. bring it because yeah. I was traveling. Oh, yeah, I didn't recall that, but yeah. So, really, between the different bowls and the different tuning forks, you like again. I'll just kind of share my experience, and you can delve deeper into what we were doing. But you know, I was just in a very relaxed state, and then Moira would interact with my field and place bowls on different parts of my body's a body maybe the chakras my palm the palms of my hand and then I could feel it you know really kind of this dance within my field of her you know um, using different tuning forks to again find areas where there were dissonance and try to kind of smooth those over kind of think of it in that way just kind of create more you know coherent sound so then um, in my experience with that, you know, again, it's deeply relaxing. It's a beautiful experience. And I agree there's this auditory quality, right? That's very um, peaceful and calming. But 
um, with a lot of my work too, I, I've learned about, you know, we have all of these antennas in our bodies, right? Exactly. And antennas in our physical body that respond to vibration and sound. And I think Bruce Lipton, or maybe it was in... Exactly. Yeah, you know, know, that kind of, um, he talks about receptor antennas and Mm -hmm. body and how they can respond to electromagnetic... I love it, Me too. I I can just geek out on that and like biophotons. And then there's also this idea of biophonons, you know, that I... Exactly. You know, learning more about and um and so that it all you know so it's just a beautiful soup of sound you know that we're in that really you know our bodies interacting and so I just mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I could have been in that room with you for another two hours you know it was oh, just that's that, so beautiful. That, yeah, yeah that was yeah very lovely but but, but through this experience uh, so we see that sound is obviously for our ears but not necessarily only that as you were sharing. There is an energetic application of sound that is as powerful as the audible phenomenon, right? So this is why, in my opinion, sound is so effective because we have both. We have the brain entrainment and the physical entrainment. Mm-hmm. And because we are immersed in sound since when we are a fetus, right? Mm-hmm. I think that really relate to us as humans mm-hmm. um, and, and once um, we get hooked by sound then it's much easier to shift energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's very important another um, component is to shut down our cognitive processing that's why you were lying down in constructive rest uh, your eyes were uh, you know, covered, um, so that we also work on the withdrawal of senses, we just focus on the hearing. You were not seeing me moving around. That is also very important. So you were able to go inward and just be immersed in sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful experience. And by you, Dr. Christine, I mean your physical body, and your energetic body, and your emotional body your intellectual body and your spiritual body because mm-hmm. it's also important that and this is important for me to share actually that when we talk about the body we don't talk about the gross body we talk about the subtle body so sound uh, has an impact on all the five different bodies and that is pretty powerful mm-hmm. when you think about you know like this ancient wisdom right so you mm-hmm. know, yoga and uh, meditation and you know um, it's really um, been passed on, you know, for many thousands of years, this idea of these different layers of the body and then these traditions all have some way of introducing sound into the field and also generating sound, you know, within us, you know, for Absolutely. You know, healing. And so any anything to comment there because you've studied <laughs> so much around that. Yeah, so there are many different ways we can use sound even through dynamic movement. So even if we want to use sound through the breath, for instance, you know, let's say you're not into sound. You don't believe in any of this. You don't like yoga. You don't like any of this. You just want to <laughs> feel better in two minutes. Well, okay. Then you can just inhale. And during the exhale, you can just prolong the sound through humming or even toning. So you can say a vowel. Oh, or ah, uh, or just humming. Even just that is a use of sound that is part of our breathing. But at the same time, what do we do? We tone the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. So even without you knowing that you're using sound, you know, therapeutically, you are just exhaling 
uh, but she prolonged the exhale, so that helps the parasympathetic response to, uh, you know, be activated until you um, tone the vagus nerve. Uh, I'm creating uh, now a um, few programs based on the conjunction of dynamic movement with the use of sound through humming, toning, and chanting, and also the use of the instruments in conjunction with some movement. Obviously, it takes uh, some time for me to ultimate, but then I will be uh, uh, happy to share it with you because the sound can be in constructive rest, but there is also a participatory type of uh, uh, activities, practices that I think are very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when we think about like you know how that translates right to our you know the movement can really um, move energy throughout the body. Exactly. So that's you know another piece of you know something I really love learning about is connective tissue and fascia. You know, not only exclusions on water, but all this, you know, electrical, you know, energy in the body. So that, um, I love that you're pairing that and know when you create your programs, let me know. I'd love to share them. And I think this is a very personal, intimate, individual experience, but this can also be a practice, right? A lifestyle practice that we all can embrace and include more for just really not only recovering our health, but also maintaining and, and accelerating our health too. Exactly. Uh, Mm-hmm. Because once we make it a lifestyle, then we have agency, right? Mm-hmm. And then we say, this is my choice. Every day I want to be healthy. And mm-hmm. how do I do that? Let's say through vibration. Once we understand that sound is just part of that vibration collection of things, mm-hmm. then we really explore each of them. And every day with curiosity and with uh, compassion and love. And uh, slowly we just get rid of whole habits. At the end of the day, it's us that decides to go on a journey of health or on a journey of disease. You know, what I eat, um, the kind of lifestyle that I have, this is my own choice. So I can choose to embrace these type of practices in many different ways. Obviously, I don't expect people to go to a sound therapist three times per week. It's very expensive. And perhaps they don't even have a sound therapist uh, close to them. But what they can do is to do sound themselves at home mm-hmm. through a series of simple exercises that don't require very expensive therapeutic great Himalayan singing bowls <laughs> and very expensive tuning forks and gongs, but they can just use their voice. This is our instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, we all have access to that, right? And I... Mm-hmm. I know I, I love, you know, there's, you know, again, you know, in my world too, there's the expensive, you know, modalities and equipment and all these things that sure can help accelerate someone's healing and, you know, when they need that support. But we, you know, I love also just sharing like, you know, we don't always have to have the fancy mm-hmm. that we have within ourselves. It's just, again, time and dedication and commitment, right? And also understand how to do that. Yeah. So how to use these tools because these are tools that are available to us mm-hmm. the power of our mind sitting in meditation you can meet me you can do it yourself but maybe what you can do is to understand the importance of meditation mm-hmm. so we need to have a discussion about that because anytime I tell you that you produce a certain type of vibration and your mind is actually producing that and I encourage you to do five minutes of meditation per day you know, and you answer, yeah, I don't have time. Then, unfortunately, I need to say, well, you have time for Instagram. 
You yeah. have time for drink here, <laughs> so you should have time for yourself, yeah. for silence. Yes, yes, it's prioritization. I know. I feel like I've been through a lot over the last few years, and I, especially this year, I feel like I've been really committed to. You know, morning. I've always had a morning practice, but really more meditation in my morning, and it's really been something I look forward to and enjoy, and really has been such an anchor. You know, so I think that you know, I really um, hope anyone listening can explore that more and more. Yeah, more if not already. It's mm-hmm. part of a lifestyle. Sound mm-hmm. is part of a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and uh, we can incorporate it in different ways during our daily routine, even just listening to sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because I feel that sometimes people don't even engage in this type of practices because they don't really have an appreciation for sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another exercise I can suggest is just to sit in your home. If you live in New York City, there are a lot of sounds. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> anywhere in the world, you just sit in your living room and you just absorb sounds. Mm-hmm. You observe them. Without judging them, you know, some they sound ugly, some they sound pleasant. Just observe them. There is just observe the mind that we can practice through sound, right? Yeah. Which is the base of vipassana meditation or mindfulness meditation. So we can just start with sound. We mm-hmm. just listen to sounds and we don't judge this is bad, this is harsh, this is terrible. We just say, oh, this is a car. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is my neighbor, you know, and slowly we start, you know, like having attention towards sound that make us hopefully be more receptive. Yeah, and when as we say that, I I hear I think of like the sound pollution, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. all the pollution in our environment, and I think that's a really wonderful way to like get still and clear and hear, you know, hear what we're in the soup of, right? And then. How do we add more healing sounds to, you know, create, again, all the things that we're sharing around our health with sounds? So, no, I think that's a really beautiful practice. And, you know, I want to, you know, have this conversation too, Moira, about resonance, right? So when we talk about, you know, bioenergetics, right? Frequency, vibration, energy, and there's this concept of resonance. We talk about resonance frequencies a little bit, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I really loved about um, BRMI is when we all started the morning, you love the morning, and you, you got us in a resonance, resonance you shared in mm-hmm. a tuning fork. And you know, we talked about this individual power of sound, but um, maybe bringing it out to yeah. like how we can bring it in uh, to connection. Yeah. So let's just analyze that very short activity. Mm-hmm. Many different people, you all have different nights. You come in the same room at 8 a.m., right? Yeah. So different state of mind, different emotional states, somebody is tired, somebody is very energetic, somebody in the morning is, uh, you know, doesn't want to see anybody. So being there at 8 a.m., it's an effort. So different, different vibes, right? Different type of vibrations there. And then what do we do? We just are united in sound, unison. That's what happened. We were united in sound. So through... The tuning fork, which is beautiful because it's not very loud, so everybody can purchase a tuning fork, use it at home, use it at work. We just 
shop, you know, need up the uh, tuning for or use a small, a small mallet, you know, that <laughs> specific for that. Anyway, and everybody did something different, but through that sound, then what we did is just humming that sound mm-hmm. together. Now, whenever we talk about unism and united sound, we talk about unity, which, if you ask me, that is where health resides. Because suffering, disease meaning not being at ease, it starts with the misconception of separation. Mm-hmm. And in fact, through this example, just talking about the different individuals having different type of nights, different type of experience at 8 a.m. each morning, we were disconnected. We were separated. But once we hum together, we listen to that sound together, which was a very easy exercise through breathing work. Remember, we were also doing that. So inhale and exhale, what's more most human than that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most human thing we can do. Then we create un- unity. Mm-hmm. And there is where magic happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I love that. And I thought that was so um, intentional and beautiful to like come together get in a state of unity and resonance so then we can also absorb this information that we were all wanting to learn and experience so that we could um, bring that, you know, to our clients and patients in our communities. And Correct. so felt like this, we were generating a field together that has way more power, right, than, you know, being in our own island, right, and trying to yeah. absorb that by ourselves. Yeah, unity is the key, uh, not only united in sound, but also united in silence. Remember when I was trying to capture your attention, I would say, let's be all united in silence. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so everybody would gradually. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> my three year old, right? You know? <laughs> no, we, you know, we are all three years old. You yeah, know? Yeah. Even when we, we are 70, there is, mm-hmm. you know, that's who we are. So we were first united in silence and then we will be united in sound. It's very important, unity, it's the key for health, in my opinion. And this is not just in community, but also if we think about our own body. If Mm -hmm. I see my hand that has no connection at all with my heart, with my leg, with my feet, then I start creating this sense of separation. Mm -hmm. And wherever there is separation, unfortunately, there is suffering. Yeah, yeah, I know. What an important time, right, to have that awareness, you know, more and more, and I... I feel um, sound has a very powerful place always, right? But also in this you know, chapter of humanity, I think there's just a lot that it can do to help us deal with the modern forces that are affecting our house and then also the, the challenges of you know, people in separation and polarity right now. So I think it's just, mm-hmm. it should be really the forefront, you know, um, of our minds and our spirits. And, you know, I know that part of your passion is also creating more research around yeah. it. You can bridge, you know, like you and I get it, right? We, we, we're told, right? But, you know, how do we, you know, communicate this to the person who might not, you know, understand this and really need more to embrace it? So can you just share some of your... Yeah, so it's very important for me to do that because um, I would like to create uh, educational programs for healthcare professionals and also energy workers so that they can use sound as part of their tools to bring in clinical settings. But the only way to do that is to actually create some research study. Because nowadays, sound is great. There are so many different practitioners and practices, you know, from sound baths, sound meditation, sound journeys. There are, you know, 
whole different ways. Yet, I feel we um, still need to do a lot of research on that, so that um, by having protocols, meaning, okay, so let's see how I can create a supportive type of therapy for uh, patients with uh, neurodegenerative diseases. Okay, let me see how I can incorporate sound to cancer patients that maybe are waiting to to see their doctor. Let's see how I can incorporate sound um, uh, on a journey of somebody who is having chronic pain all his life. You know, so obviously everybody's different. So even within this catalog, right? Unfortunately, that's how it sounds. Uh, everybody is unique. Uh, yet, if we can understand how and what type of instrument, what type of frequencies, what type of work within the biofield and uh, on the body itself, uh, stimulation uh, on an auditory level. So understand all these factors of sound applied to each condition. Mm -hmm. Then hopefully we can have a better understanding on how to integrate sound. And, uh, and that is truly my dream, like um, mm -hmm. to have healthcare professionals and energy workers to have protocols that they can just use anytime they need so that sound gets uh, introduced and practiced as a mainstream practice in clinical setting mm -hmm. because we should have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, as you're talking, I, I'm thinking, you know, oh, wow, that's like so interesting to kind of think about you know, different conditions and patterns. Mm -hmm. We're always looking at patterns with different disease processes that show up in the same way in people, right? What, what's going on? And there could be a, a pattern, right? A, a dissonant pattern of sound that is being... Populated. Yeah, like there could be an interesting research there, right? So then, you know, that could be one layer, right? There's, you know, yeah. there's so many layers, right? But I kind of see, you know, sound, if we can really create coherent signals with sound with people who are in these disease processes, then that just has like such an organizing effect on exactly. their body. You know, so yeah. that, that, I know I'm so excited that you're doing that and, you know, kind of like that macro view. And then there, have you heard the research? Um, I can't remember the researcher's name, but he's in UCLA and he, he studied the sound of cells and it was uh -huh. like, yes, we're like in this, you know, yes. and then, Disease cells were kind of like cancer cells or dying cells were like. Yes. Did you do you um, have any comments on that or anything that you want? No, because again, uh, I'm not yeah. a doctor, and also I not be able to mm -hmm. share any research yet, uh. except uh, Dr. Michael uh, Kessler doing the yeah. uh, the uh, my conference. He had the. Um, HeartQuest Pro and he was monitoring, you know, before and after sessions. Mm -hmm. So we had some great results. So mm -hmm. what they can say is, uh, the, uh, results that we saw through, thanks to, um, mm -hmm. his, uh, work, uh, before and after. And we had great results on the parasympathetic response, but also on the meridians, mm -hmm. meridians alignment as well as chakras. So that's as far as I can go. In yeah, terms yeah, of. yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kind of picking people's like curiosity of like all these different ways. And yeah, all... it, it, it's yeah. a working process. So yeah. I think we should, you know, like see uh, once uh, all of that gets some application, you know, and we have some important results, mm -hmm. then I, I, perhaps I will feel, um, you know, more comfortable comfortable yeah. talking about that yeah, but I feel that anytime we have this in between and still in research study perhaps it's better to just keep it that way 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I just to, you know, again, for the audience, I've also learned or heard this doctor, Dr. Carlos Ventura, I believe, um, mm-hmm. he's studying how sound actually activates our V cells, our um, stem cells in the body. So there's, there's just so many rabbit holes that I, I just... Yeah, because yeah. we go back to vibration. Mm-hmm. So once we understand that uh, we have the antennas on a cellular level, and not only uh, on that, but much more. I mean, uh, the, the biofield reacts to sound so well, right? Mm-hmm. So when once we understand that, then the applications are mm-hmm. infinite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just need to uh, create protocols, do studies, understand how it works, what works for who, and then, you know, hopefully in a few years we can have a conversation like we're talking about drinking oranges. hopefully right yeah yeah no love it how do you work with people i want people to you know i know one-on-one yeah yeah i work one-on-one sessions i do exactly what you experience so i work only with acoustic instruments and i work both in the biofield and on the body Uh, i start my session with two assessment bowls different size different frequencies so i pick up different things and it just more move, you know, from the biofield closer and closer and see what I hear there. And then slowly I get on the body um, and I work in conjunction with the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, honestly, it's very intuitive for me. So once I hear that there is something that does not sound like I would like to, I just stay there until it sounds right to me. And then I just uh, move forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I literally splash people with sound uh, because, you know, I feel the energy is so stuck that we need to have a real splash of sound. Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, you have people that are pretty open and so the session is very restorative. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. <laughs> splash of sound, I love that. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you feel like when I was working on you? It was restorative. Did we move things around? It was mm-hmm. pleasant. It was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I thought, no, I thought it was very pleasant. Um, so my experience, again, um, if I, I almost felt like you were like dancing the sound in my field. You know, that would be the, the closest way to articulate um, that experience. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, yeah, if we want to add a little more details in terms of music, uh, we use both consonants and dissonance. So uh, just very few words about intervals. So whenever we have uh, two or more sounds together, we create a series of intervals. So this can be uh, consonant intervals, and that has a more restorative effect, or dissonant intervals. In that case, we move energy around. And uh, so uh, I, I feel that each session should have a balance between the two so that you get, at the end, a very restorative result so that you're ready to go back to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, important because sometimes, you know, I heard people finishing a sound session and they feel just like stoned or, you know, like completely, uh, you know, headache and all of that thing. Perhaps it's because there was no enough time to integrate. Yeah. And so, um, you know, go back to uh, a restorative uh, grounding mm-hmm. uh, sensation so that then you are ready to go back uh, to uh, your day. So I'm sharing that because... Uh, you know, I want to invite my fellow sound practitioners to always make sure 
that you know your clients don't leave the session yeah. uh, you know with headaches but rather with a very restorative uh, feel mm-hmm. yeah and you know one of the things from my lens um, that I you know I find that sound um, and these experiences move a lot of energy right and that can translate into movement right places where there's been um, stagnation um, mm-hmm. in the body that start moving and so I also like have people, you know, dehydrated and maybe electrolytes and these, what we call binders, a lot of binders in our world. So like as things get moving because of all mm-hmm. the wonderful, you know, energetic shifts, um, within the biofield and in the physical body, I mean, that can really help support too. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, that's a great point. And yes, integration, I think is important, you know, kind of. Yeah. If you, you remember, know. we also had some time for silence. Yes. Yeah. Which is, as a musician, silence and sound are equally important. There is no sound without silence. There is no silence without sound. Mm-hmm. So that moment of integration, in my opinion, is the most beautiful moment of the session. Because you're actually able to integrate, to just stay there and absorb all the sound. And mm-hmm. have a moment to go back to the room, slowly, mm-hmm. gradually. So that whenever you go back to your work, to your children, to you know, your car, go, go back home, you know, your balance. It's very important. This is a very important point that I want to make because from a sound of practitioner perspective, we need to take care of all these elements. Mm-hmm. It's engage the client from the better state, take them to alpha, theta, alpha, theta, then, you know, bring them back mm-hmm. uh, to the room in a way that is uh, functional for their lives. Mm-hmm. We, we really want to uh, make sure that that happens by the end of the session. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. More, I've, I've learned so much from you um, in Arizona, and today it's just um, a, what a lovely conversation. I'm just so excited to learning more from you and sharing your work with my patients as well. And I guess, is there anything else left on your heart that you want to share um, as we wrap this podcast? I invite you all to... Take five minutes of your day, every day, just close your eyes, inhale, and when you exhale, just hum. Mm. You don't even have to project sound out, just hum something, Mm. anything you want, and see if that makes you approach the day. If it's during morning, it's even better, or at night before going to bed, uh, just see if you get centered and... uh, if sound can slowly be part of your life. Who knows? Maybe it's real. Yeah, yeah. What a great um, exercise and very accessible. Everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're approaching the new year as we record this. So hopefully that can be a commitment people can make in their days. So no, I love that. And Moira, how can people find out more about your work? We'll have all of that in the show notes, but please yeah. share your website. Um, I have my website, uh, moiralobianco.com. And I have two pages, the music page for people, you know, who are interested in the music work. And then there is the sound page where you found all the information about the method and also um, some scientific articles that they share. And you can contact me through the website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation on the podcast. It's a joy and we'll have all that information in the show notes. So thank you. 
Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. Please check out Moira's website in the show notes, moiralobianco.com. And if you've been enjoying these podcasts, I'd be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes. That means the world to me. And I hope that you have a beautiful day.